<laughs> Look at Oh my gosh. It's Andrew Shade. And he has on suspenders like he did in his first episode. Both episodes. Both episodes. I wore oh. them in my new one too. Oh, you just gave away a secret. I know, total secret. Yeah, I um, brought them to Africa the second time and they were going through my clothes, the producer trying to pick out what I was going to wear for the beginning. And I was like, now nah, I did wear suspenders on the first one. So I brought some just in case. And they were like, you're definitely going to wear them again then. <laughs> Are you impressed? I remember that. I am, yeah. Because yeah. I'm totally obsessed with you. Hey, everybody, it's my Lou Beyonce and Debbie V. And we have a special, special guest. It is Andrew Shade. Ready? Okay. I'm so excited. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's talk about some fun stuff. Okay. Yay! Well, I have to get this out of the way first. That was my little cheer to my old cheerleading days. And I have to ask you a question. Don't get offended. Yeah. Are you really a cheerleader? I was. You know, the funny thing is, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm an older guy now. I was a cheerleader and coach for 14 years. Um, but not recently. Like, I'm, I'm grown. I've aged. <laughs> Um, but of course is one of the things that they asked me a little bit about out there, because I think that's kind of part of my personality, like in spirit, I'm just always kind of a cheerleader, like, um, yeah. always a little peppy. So they, they asked me a lot about it while we were out in Africa, my first challenge. And why uh, no pictures? What's that? I don't why know. no pictures? No pictures. We didn't see any pictures. That's a good question. I don't, I, I don't, maybe I just didn't submit any, but there's a million out there. I have videos <laughs> of me at cheerleading nationals and. My teams have been on ESPN a couple times. I was like a super oh, competitive wow. cheerleader, yeah, for a wow. long time, and then coached uh, All Stars, and I even coached college years afterwards. But well, now, now I feel a little guilty for making fun of you in our podcast about being a cheerleader because you seem really proud of it, and I did make fun <laughs> of your your um, cartwheel. Okay, so listen to this. Okay, so the story behind that: they asked me to do a cheer or a cartwheel, and I was like. I'm not, or a tumble. And I was like, I'm not going to do a cheer. I just felt too, oh. I felt too old. But I was like, I'll, I'll do, I used to tumble. I used to be an incredible tumbler back in my day. But I haven't, wow. tumbled, I haven't tumbled in 15 years. So I was like, I guess I'll do a cartwheel. I haven't done one of those in 15 years either. But I did it. And if you really, really pay attention in that first challenge, when it's kind of my introduction section, I do a cartwheel and then quickly grab the back of my um, hamstring because I couldn't. <laughs> Are you yeah. serious? If you watched, it was like a point two of a second where I like grabbed my leg and I lift for like two days. And I was mortified because I used to be the real deal. I've been on ESPN. And then I was wow. like, that was my like sign. I was like, this is it. These are my end days. I'm old. I'm dead. I can't even call yeah. anymore. Like, oh, you're not old. You're a bad A. You know <laughs> it. So Debbie, what, is, what you got for them? That is true though. I, I, um, just, did cartwheels all the time. And I think 20 years later, you know, I tried to do a cartwheel. Oh man. Doesn't it was not spirit? easy. Yeah. I'm like, eat? My ego was just like, <laughs> like oh, man. you know, cause I'll still get, you know, my sister and I will go to like the swimming pool or something and I'll do some crazy tricks off the diving board. I'm pretty good still on a trampoline, but man, on the ground, that's a different ball game now that I've aged. Uh. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So I'll start with a question. Yeah. My first question I wanted to ask, and I was telling Malu today because I was a little hungry earlier and I was thinking, you know, how 21 days, first yeah. of all, and I think, I don't know how many days you went without 13. eating, 13, oh, well, 13, 13 whole days. days. 
13 is my, my full challenge. But So do you think it you think it's harder to be starving or naked? That's what I want to know. Like what's mm-hmm. what's the real Probably, um, probably naked. Not because I'm like, oh, I'm so ashamed or embarrassed. I don't care about that. You get out there and even if you've never been naked in public after an hour, it's the last thing on your mind. <laughs> I, get, I get so frustrated when I talk with people about naked and afraid. People are like, oh, this is my friend Andrew. I'll be in a bar. This is my friend Andrew. He's on naked and afraid. It happens all the time. Yeah. The first thing everyone always says is you are naked. Oh, well, it's like to be naked. Everything's just naked. And I'm like, right. I like Kill, I killed and ate a snake. I smeared its blood on my face. <laughs> I was haunted and taunted by a baboon at night. On this most recent challenge, I walk up to a family of giraffe. Like, I've done all these amazing things. And all people want to talk about is, yeah, are you naked? naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I always think about um, that, like, no food. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh, they have not ate. Just, yeah, just uh, look, look, I'm a Deborah, I'm an eater, so like uh, for me to go without food is hard, but I think it's the naked part again, not because it's nudity. I don't mm-hmm. care, who cares? We all got a body, we all got a butt, who cares? Right. But it's the the sunburn, the windburn, the chills at night, yeah. the bugs having full access to your skin. So that's why I think it's the naked part. Um, it's just everything that, that your skin's not accustomed to, exactly. And talking about being naked and eating. I want to know what the hell Elizabeth was eating when you were getting your butt examined the first time, because she's right next to your butt chewing on something that looked like a chicken wing. And me Uh and Debbie have a debate on if that was a chicken wing or not, but what was she eating? It was, we definitely didn't have chicken out there. So it wasn't chicken wing. I'm trying to think what that could have been. It was either snake bones. Um, We had wild spinach uh, that we could pick and eat every day. Um, which oh, wow. didn't taste too bad, actually. Um, and uh, we had something called malolo fruit or marulo fruit, which is like these kind of like little, they look like little baby mandarin oranges, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the, the, the big, the center is like this hard pit, like this hard shell. So you, we actually ate the rind. Could you imagine like eating an orange at home and eating the rind? Like we did that out there, just so oh, the substance in your stomach. Um, but all you could really do is kind of suck on that seed. It had a little bit of pulp on the outside. So like you could just kind of get those vitamins and that sugar just by kind of sucking in a little bit of that juice. Then you spit this pit out um, and you could crack that open. There's another teeny little nut inside. But um, honestly, she's probably flossing with a stick or a, a little piece of popcorn. <laughs> she, was, she was like, like mm-hmm, there's something in his butt. All right. I was like, was that a bone? I see, I uh, thought. I just spit really big. I thought that it had to be something that you killed with a deadfall or something that they just didn't show because I know you have way more skills. And I was like, he definitely did more and they just didn't show it. Am I right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of things and it makes sense. You know, you're, you know, you have to uh, bring all these days in our, in our circumstance, 13 days and down to like 43 minutes is the average hour long TV shows, 43 minutes of footage. So a lot of it's cut out and that makes sense, of course. But I think all the big stuff they really did put in there, you know, our uh, snake and the clams, which were awful for me. Um, <laughs> I, I don't eat seafood at home. Like if I were to eat a clam here cooked and prepared in butter and salt and pepper, I would still dry heave just like I did out there. Right. But why did you chew it? Why didn't you just swallow the clam? You are so right. It I just took me a minute to get there and to figure that out. I thought okay. like, <laughs> 
<laughs> because like, you know, some people will get out there and I'm a vegetarian or that looks gross. I won't eat that. I, I won't do that out there. That's a survival situation. If you have the opportunity to eat something, you're a moron not to eat it. But so I was going to eat it no matter what, even though it, the thought grossed me out. But at first I thought I'll just chew it fast and go. Couldn't do that. So then I did. Well, you're right. I like chopped it in these itty bitty tiny pieces and just, mm-hmm. just swallowed them down. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Was like, I called you out. A minute. It's, a <laughs> gift, it's a gift now. So if anything ever grosses you out, I want you all out there to use the gift of me going. Yes. <laughs> I sent it to my friends that's without me. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'll go. Yes. I have only because I really want to know what happened. Um, I have a question. Um, can we get an update on like the tick situation and how that how that ended? Is your butt healed? Is <laughs> yeah, so kind of the longer story of that is I started feeling that pain right below my coccyx. You know, that's your tailbone. So your butt cheeks go into your the top of your butt crack, right? And that's where your tailbone sits. And it was really at the top of that. So people think it, it wasn't my, it wasn't it, my like, anus. It wasn't my butthole. It was right below the top. My, it was at the very top. Um, so it didn't, t- didn't touch the really sensitive skin. Man, we're getting personal on this. And, um, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I felt sore um, pretty early on. And I actually had Elizabeth look at it, uh, my partner, um, after a, a day or two. Um, she's, she did, um, at the time at home care. So she would go in to like, um, work with the elderly in their homes. And so she's oh, nice. all kinds of things and she's a total badass. And, um, she and I, like when you're out there, you and your partner get so close so fast. Like yeah. out I would in imagine. the world, I I've been with my boyfriend for over two years. I still will not fart in front of him. I won't do it. I just won't <laughs> do it. But out there, I'm just like, let them work in front of Elizabeth. Like who cares? Because we're disgusting. And so who cares when you're out there? <laughs> But so she ch- actually checked me out and said, it looks like it looked like a bed sore. Um, and then the medic checked it out and said, it looks like a spider bite. And oh. then days later, it continued to hurt. So the medic looked again and said, there's ticks, three of them. And I think I actually got bit by a spider, which softened the tissue, which released, I don't know, you know, human smell mm-hmm. and the ticks were like we're moving in um and oh. that's what i think oh my gosh um which makes it worse probably but then afterwards um they did they had to lance me open with a scalpel and scrape out the infection which is i figured like, yeah, yeah i'm like yeah, he had more just, done yeah yeah it's just like getting a, i compare it to getting a bullet cut out of you if you were shot in the wild west Right, we just lay down. <laughs> the medic literally told me, get a stick, bite down on it, because this is not going to be good. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like I didn't know it was going to be that bad. And it was. It was the most painful thing you could ever imagine. I actually think I did a good job of like keeping myself composed because most people would have jumped up and run away in the jungle because it hurt so bad. Um, but once, um, once he kind of got it scraped out, it felt fun. It relieved that pressure pain. And I was like, all right, let's go. Let's go to day 21. I'm ready to kick some butt. We wonder um, why you didn't argue with them, why you didn't try to stay. Um, I did. I did a little bit, um, you know, something that they don't show. Um, but you're told at the beginning, medic has full say. And, uh, mm. and arguing will not help you ever, uh, unfortunately. And I get that, too. That makes sense. Like, they, it, Discovery Channel does not want to lose someone out there. And it could happen. 
um, that's why the medics are there. It's a, it, the environment can be dangerous. So I absolutely understand. I hold no remorse uh, toward my medic or Discovery Channel. I don't want to die out there either. I want to come back and have another adventure, which I did. Exactly. And we're so happy you did. Uh-huh. Um, well, let's see. What's worse, you think? EJ getting surgery on his testicles or the tick extraction? What do you think is worse? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I think I got him beat. I think it was um, getting cut open. Now, he was sewn close. Right. Those pictures. It wasn't easy. It wasn't painless. Trust me, that was brutal. And actually, on his very first challenge, he had to have a super painful uh, lancing on his foot. So EJ is no, like, I think EJ and I are maybe neck and neck on this pain threshold. There's been all kinds of injuries out there, but I do think EJ and I are up at the top tier of that for what we actually have to go through. Um, He's a beast and I love him. But um, yeah, I... I'm going to give it to you because you're right. Cutting open and closing are two different things. And us being women, things coming out, we know that's harder than, you know, just sewing something up. So I'm going to go with you. Yeah. They're both oh, sensitive EJ. areas. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. It's, no, no, no. It's so frustrating because, you know, then after all my experiences out there killing and gutting and eating the snake and, and all these fun things I did, I, you know, uh, stared down crocodiles, things you didn't even get to see. And uh, the one thing that everybody knows me about is, oh, you're the butt tick guy. Like, it literally, <laughs> that night on Twitter, hashtag butt tick went viral for a little bit. Um, I was on e-pop news and a lot of those uh, entertainment news shows basically saying, oh. what a dumbass for going in the wild and getting kicked <laughs> in his butt. Well, that <laughs> was actually, that was actually things, one of my yeah. next questions. And it was supposed to be Debbie, but this goes right into it. And then I'll let Debbie go. Do you think you were robbed because they focused so much on the butt tick? Because, or do are you happy with it? Because it was great TV. It's hard yeah. to... You know, I'm, I'm all about telling the story. I signed up for this. I signed up for whatever happens out there. I understand that that could be on TV and I'm fine with that. Um, I, I do wish every once in a while, which you all have done tonight, and I love y'all for that, ask me about other parts of the challenge and not. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I get it. I mean, I watched it and I watched it like this from home. <laughs> we knew what happened, you know. I tried to brace my family for what they were about to solve, about to see on, on TV. Um, but was my funny story is when I finally got home from Africa, which was a big to do um, anyways, because airports were closing and COVID was hitting at the time that we filmed. Um, oh. I got home, my parents picked me up at the airport, airport and brought me home and um, they had ordered my favorite meal and they were, we were going to have this like sit down, like family, I'm home, what happened? And uh, so my mom, who was a former nurse her whole life, my whole life. Um, so let me see. Let me see the the tick bite. Let me see it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you're not going to see it. And you know how moms are. She's like, get up. Let me see it, you know. Yes. So she, up, she pulled my drawers. I just showered. I was clean as could be. And she pulled my little drawers down and a little bit became a nurse. I was like, get up. <laughs> you know. You know. She's like, no, it looks fine. <laughs> like, oh, my country mom. I was like, oh, my God. But that's why uh, you're so great. I mean, I'm serious. Uh, Parents like that is what makes kids so great. So yeah. props to your mama. She, she yeah. would make sure I was okay. I was that without a love, but you know, her, I was just embarrassed. Turn red. Oh my gosh. What did your dad say? Cause you know, you, your dad would be like, Debbie loves that he, in the video. Was he proud? Oh yeah. When you said, he, uh, son, why are you naked? <laughs> uh-huh. Which he really did. So uh, <laughs> he, 
um, he was super proud of me and, and um, especially after seeing, actually finally get to see the episode, you know, he's very cool and collected. He's brilliant, smart. Um, but he came up to me, he's like, I'm so proud of you. And he got me this, shirt, he got me this shirt made um, that I still have and will for the rest of my life. It says badass like my dad. And uh, <laughs> he, gave, he gave it to me and it was worth a million dollars to me. Oh my goodness. Like I'm that. sorry I took your thunder, awesome. Debbie, but I just had to ask about that. Go ahead. I'm That's sorry. okay. Well, I had one serious question. I had also seen along with the comic book writer um, that you're a director at the shelter for you, you shelter. Yeah. I find amazing. I so applaud you for that. Um, and then you mentioned um, in the interview on the news, um, you know, you just for that moment, you could see their, or you could feel their struggles um, mm. and what they go through. Do you think that inspired you out there to like, want to try to make it till the end or in any way? Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, if anything, no, I'm not comparing signing up for naked and afraid to being homeless. Those aren't right. I, but what I meant was, um, you know, to be at the whim of all the things around you that you can't control. Right. Well, kids that are homeless, uh, I, if, if, you, if you don't know, I run an emergency shelter for uh, kids in central Kentucky and um, uh, I'm a de development director there. So I kind of yeah. do grants and fundraising events and, and but the kids are around all the time and they're goofy and fun and awesome. And, um, but to, to uh, when you're sleeping on the ground and you realize that, oh no, it's going to be a cold night tonight or the rain's right. coming or this, like it was a, it was a series of fears that I've never had before because mm -hmm. I sleep in my warm bed under this <laughs> the heat on. <laughs> yeah. um, but all of a sudden those elements that these kids and, and anyone who's experiencing homelessness um, faces all the time, that is, that was eye opening to me because if you're not able to sleep because it's cold or raining or this or that, man, that lack of sleep will mess you up and do it real fast. It's one of the things that I think Naked and Afraid doesn't touch on enough. Um, they always mm -hmm. talk about dehydration, not eating, bugs. The one thing they don't talk about enough is people's inability to sleep out there on the ground. You're constantly worried about uh, what's out there that might want to oh, eat. Oh, yeah. And especially in Africa, the predators are everywhere. You would hear hyenas literally walking around us at night or coons. Oh, or on the most recent challenge, lions and hippos, literally right outside our shelter. And so how the hell are you gonna go to sleep when something that wants to eat you is eight feet away without- Yeah, you're like, that's how my- cage. Like, It's terrifying, <laughs> you can't go back to sleep once, you're feel, once you feel like you're being hunted. Um, and of course the weather, you're sitting there shivering, freezing cold, you can't sleep. And anyone will tell you, if you've ever had a night where you were stressed out or something else was going on, you just couldn't sleep. That next day you were foggy, but then try to do it four or five or six days in a row. And you literally start to hallucinate or see things or sink into depression. Maybe like you've never had ever. Um, lack of sleep will mess you up. I agree. Um, wasn't it Chris James your partner for this next one? Yeah, on my newest challenge, um, okay. Chris James uh, came back from, he was in the desert in Mexico on his Yeah, Baja. And he suffered from sleep deprivation. And I really think that's what led him to tap. And I said, he had mental challenges out there from lack of sleep. So, I mean, they don't he talk about slept. it enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not at all. You know, people always want to know like what it's like to be on Naked and Afraid. And I'm like, you know what? You can do an easy version. Just go sit outside in your backyard um, and in the cold and just stay awake all night and then see how you feel the next day. And that's a pretty tame version. Your backyard's probably, I'm assuming, pretty safe. Um, it may be cold, 
Um, but just go back there and just try to stay awake all night long and then see how you feel at 9 a.m. And uh, that that's about 8% of what Naked and Afraid is. Oh, wow. Okay, can I share a story with you, Andrew? Yeah. Okay, so I'm in Texas and there was like this huge cold freeze, you know, a couple months back before Christmas. And I went, I wanted to go to the gas station to fill up my gas container for my generator. And it's freezing and I'm out there and my hands are freezing and this is right after frozen and I could not get the gas container off. And there's no one around. Around Finally, two guys show up. One guy goes inside and I ask him, hey, can you, you know, help me take off this gas lid? And he looked at me and he said that he didn't speak English. And then I started trying to explain to him, you know, I'm so freezing, my hands, I can't feel, I'm trying to explain to him in English, you know, what I needed. And then I said, what am I doing? I speak Spanish. <laughs> and I started talking to him in Spanish. But when, uh-huh. you, when you're cold and your faculties yeah. are not all there, you really get dumb. I was like, yeah, I speak Spanish. Right. I noticed that, you know, when you, when you get to see your challenge finally on TV, the clips that they use, just like um, words that we use, or I would stutter over something or a, somehow I would phrase something like, I would never say it that way at home. But it's because your brain is operating much slower than it normally does. So sometimes people say something goofy or get a word wrong, and it's it, it's not that they're uneducated or whatever. It's because your brain just literally fires on only a few cylinders out there when you're malnourished and not sleeping good. Oh, my goodness. Mm, and yeah. I was only outside for 10 minutes. I can't even imagine being outside for 21 days. Forget that. Mm-hmm. Armchair survivalist, right, Debbie? Yeah, they did show a day too. You could tell, like, it, um, things were getting to you guys, you know, oh, yeah. eventually. And I don't, I don't know what happened that day. And I told, I told Malu, and I'm like, it, it looked like a rough day. Like you guys even looked more um, dirty or covered with dirt. I'm like, they had a stressful day. <laughs> Yeah. When I they went to that clip. I yeah, like, and oh. I don't have notes, but Andrew, I'm going to give you props because what she's talking about is when um, Elizabeth said something like, my mother could do anything. She's a bad day. And oh, that like, day. And you were like, so can her daughter. And it was so touching. Oh, yeah. And awesome. I, was, I mean, that yeah. y'all have a lifelong friendship, don't you? Uh, absolutely, for sure. It, I would trust her with anything. Um, if she, I don't, I don't know how to put that word. If she... If she had a knife to my throat, I would be zero worry. I would literally trust her with my entire life uh, forever. Um, and that is an awesome. incredible experience out there, especially because not everyone gets that. I know everyone gets out there and doesn't always get along. Right. Um, I, I was blessed to, to get along as well as I did with Elizabeth. And we both had down moments for sure. Um, I remember on day three or four, um, she was kind of laying down and, and I said, hey, I know what you're feeling. I'm feeling it too. Because in some of the earlier days, your body kind of goes into the shock when you're eating at home and sleeping in a comfortable bed. And then all of a sudden you go out to the wild. Sometimes on these challenges, day four, five, and six are way harder than day 18, 19, 20, because your body is in the shock. It's in the oh, state, yeah. right? We're not eating. We're not sleeping. What's going on? And eventually you kind of like calm down and then you can ride that out to your end of your challenge. But it is often said by a lot of people that have done this challenge that days four, five, and six is when the most people are like, I, I want to tap out and out. Um, and it's because that initial shock on your body. And I know one time she was struggling kind of in one of those days. And, and I said, I'm with you. You're not alone. 
um, I said, I, I'm going to give you, you know, 15 minutes and have all these feelings. And then I want you to get up. We got work to do. Do you hear me? And her face was covered. And she just went like this. Oh, God. I was like, all right, girl. Oh. We do. But she also, <laughs> she also lifted me up just as much as, as, as I did her. And that's why I think we did so well. One of the frustrating things about being med tapped, at least in our case, um, with my infection uh, and her scorpion sting is, uh, of course, you get to talk to the crew once you leave. And they all said, we knew you all were going to make it to 21. We knew it. Everyone like yeah. placed their bets because we had fruit stored. We had found cactus that we could eat every day. <gasps> and wild spinach was growing during that season in enough abundance that we could find it every day. Um, so we knew we were going to make it to 21. And, and, that, and that was one of my questions without, you know, the ticks or the scorpion. Do you guys think you could have made yeah, it held absolutely. out? Oh. Absolutely. Without question. We had like planned out our schedule for the next week um, to the end. And uh, so that's why it extra hurt um, when we were med tapped. Because Yeah. yeah damn it, we had it. It was there. It wasn't like, oh, we probably would have quit a couple of days anyway. It was like, we had this clear path and, and we saw it and. So that hurt, but, um, and I loved her too. And I had told, I had told my little, I've, I've seen, you know, tons of, uh, episodes and I said, and I thought they had great chemistry, you know, they laughed, had a sense of humor, you know, taking a, um, a bath. <laughs> I yeah. was like, I love this episode. Yeah. yeah she I think was, she was great. Yeah, she was she great was, too. Um, our first night out there, one of my favorite parts of, of doing these challenges is sitting by the fire at night and just talking and getting to know these complete strangers. You talk yeah. about everything, mostly because you can't sleep. So and in, Africa, <laughs> in Africa, we have to stay in our boma at night. So you can't just like, I'm just going to go sit by the river. I'm just going to go walk over there. At night, you're in. You're in a cage together for almost 12 hours um, because you can't leave or the animals will literally kill you. So yeah. you're forced to right? to my, my partner Elizabeth's the first time or Christopher James my second time. And all you have time to do is talk and get to know each other. And so we'd ask questions, some of the most intimate things of our lives you get to know. And these are two people that I would literally die for. And I think vice versa to this day. So that's really cool. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. She told that's me on, on our first night, as I asked her like, oh, are you dating anybody back home? And she's like, no, it's just. And, or she said, yeah, I'm kind of talking to somebody. And uh, she said, do you see anybody? It's like, no, not really. I said, I am gay though. And she goes, I knew. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, when did you know? And she goes, I knew the second you opened your mouth. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um. That's the theme of our whole podcast. Oh, I okay. live like four things. Like we knew Andrew Shea was gay when this, that's that's the second hard. reason, the third, I mean, that's like the whole thing because <laughs> You're adorable. We knew. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'm very proud of it. Like, I, I don't so want to say that you're, I like you more than Jake, but the suspenders, what, I yeah. mean, you're winning <laughs> me over. No one can be Jake Nodar. He is a god and they can afraid. Uh, of you're him. winning me over. Times and he's like, it's like talking to Tom Cruise to me. Like he's like <laughs> such celebrity in my eyes, uh, but he's hysterical. He's funnier I think even in real life than, than on the show he's that's just who he is um but yeah it was such a cool experience she told me Elizabeth told me out there she said uh um yeah she said when she was like in high school she said I was always the girl that just like went out and 
collective, like all my, my friends were the alternative kids and the theater kids and the gay kids. And like, I was just always felt like I was the mama bear of all the like outcast kids. And I was like, ah, that's not cool. I'm so gay. <laughs> was she okay? Was she okay with her scorpion bite? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. There was no, thankfully no after effects, um, uh, with her and same for me, they okay. put me in antibiotics right away and I had no after effects or issues at all. I did go back to my doctor. Once I got back to Kentucky and, um, told my doctor, I was like, I need a checkup on a tick bite. He's like, okay. <laughs> I was like on my butt crack. And he's like, <laughs> what? I was, I was like, I was naked in Africa for two weeks. Blah, blah. He's like, you were what? <laughs> so I went in and he's the funniest guy. He was like, you did what? You stood naked and afraid? You signed up for that? You were like, you're, like, you're an idiot. And I was like, I oh, know. <laughs> so when oh, you what? go to bars, do people recognize you now? Or do you sometimes, like you? Yeah. yeah, sometimes. Um, you know, I live in kind of a smaller town, I suppose. So people around here generally know. Um, most people don't bring it up because they don't want to bug me, I guess. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely some people are like, oh, where are you on Megan Frey? And it's like, yeah. And they'll always say, oh, what about those ticks? I hear tick jokes about everything. Oh, I, I bet. Imagine, oh, I bet you were ticked off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, you got out of here just in the tick of time. You know, oh. like, I'm like, and actually my friend owns a bar here that uh, we like to frequent. And when I go in there, um, she'll play on the jukebox, that country song. I want to check you for ticks. Oh my gosh. But, you know, I love it. It's part of the story. I find it super funny. I love that other people find it funny. Who cares? Live it up, you know. We find the fact that you had to tell you were gay more more funny. We felt bad for you about the ticks. So, (laughs) because I know you're capable. Like, I'm going to make a prediction that I'm really good at football predictions. Because I have a minor in psychology and I'm an expert armchair survivalist. And I'm just an expert at everything that I can't do myself. And (laughs) I'm going to make a prediction that you are going to kill it on the next season. You Because Mm -hmm. y'all are kind of the underdogs. Y'all are both together. Y'all both have a mission. And your self-esteem needs this win. Nothing's going to hold you back. And you're with a bad A. You have two bad A's who didn't get to show off what they had the first time. I'm pumping you up, Andrew. Get pumped up because I know you're going to do it. We're I know excited. it. I know We're it. so I, excited. I love it. Um, <laughs> that, you know, when we first went out there, um, and I, I hope I don't get in trouble for even saying this, Chris and I had these conversations um, about, you know, on night one and night two, uh, I was in South Africa both times. So I kind of had this, um, I call it home court advantage that I got to be in, in near the same location both times. Um, but we had these conversations, like what it felt like to not finish the first time and um, and uh, how do we overcome that and how do we avoid the same issues that we had prior and um, not make the same mistakes. I didn't almost set my shelter on fire the second time. <laughs> because yeah, I we learned. did make fun of you on that one. Yeah, I made fun of myself. Um, but yeah, it, I, I will say like um, anyone that, that loves survivalism or just being an outdoors, hiking, backpacking, camping, there is no greater teacher, um, whether you watch a thousand YouTube videos or read every survival book, there's no greater teacher than being freaking out there and actually doing it. Yeah. Um, and now I can say I've been out there twice and the things that I have learned firsthand when it counts the most uh, have been unbelievable and way more things than I learned in years in Boy Scouts. Yeah. 
And so you feel like you're a little more prepared this time or not like a different um, area? More prepared as far as just like general knowledge for mm-hmm. sure and experience. Um, I, I was more scared the second time because the second time I, I knew it was going to be hard the first time. I knew it was going to be hard. But until you go through it, you don't know how hard. So going to the second time was like, oh, shit. You know. Here we go again. (laughs) Um, And so I knew what hunger truly felt like. And I knew what sleep deprivation felt like and the elements. And, uh, you know, my second challenge, it got way colder. Um, There was no um, vegetation, nothing that we could forage to eat. So my second challenge is exceptionally more difficult than the first one. Don't tell me the answer to this. No I don't want to know, but let me tell you, but this is all I, when you said that, all I could think was, did y'all cuddle? Because, you know, his cuddle game was completely off. And now I just can't, I just cannot handle it. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to see it. Yes, this is, this is an important piece of cuddling. And this is the ongoing, people always say, why did you cuddle? Cuddling only works if you don't have fire. Okay, now here's why. Now say this is, okay, my hand's the fire, right? Mm-hmm. Now someone's going to lay here. They're going to have the fire next to them. Okay, that's a good spot. Then who's going to lay here? Then they get no fire heat at all because this person is blocking them. Okay, uh, so this person is screwed um, when you have a fire. So if you have a fire, you just want to lay here and your partner here because the fire is a hundred times more warm than body heat. Mm. Um, So cuddling does work in a survival situation if you're unable to make fire. If you're able to make fire, you should both be as close to those flames as possible. Bam. Wow, that's something today. (laughs) So Brandon lied to me back in high school. But I was- I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Brandon, you But also, uh, Chris, uh, who is my my brother forever, um, he has RLS. He has restless ledger, uh, less restless leg syndrome. Leg syndrome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he really doesn't even cuddle at home because he can't. Because he'll he'll. Oh stay, yeah, he said he that. That leg shake, and um, which you would keep your partner from being able to sleep as well. Um, so that was also a piece of that that I don't think they ever mentioned on his his challenge. He may not have mentioned that at all. No, he did mention mm. it, oh, did. and okay. I, I called him out on it because when you get to when your wife gives you permission to cuddle strange, you take mm-hmm. it. And so his <laughs> wife said, his wife personally reached out to me and said, thank you for getting on to him. <laughs> yeah, but Chris and I had this conversation too. If the situation calls for a while out here, we are going to cuddle. And he said, absolutely. If it, that's what it takes to survive, you're going to do anything. So he is, he's not above it. He doesn't think it's stupid. He just has to do it. If the situation requires it, he's ready to do. Well, great. Hey, well, thank wow. you so much for this time. Debbie, you have anything else? I have one more question, but I'm going to wait till the very end. I, I do have one, 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 one more question. Um, and I don't know if it's something you talk about or when do they come and ask you if you want to do another show or yes. is it something um, like you're on board with if they ever want to come ask you or how did that go? Yeah. You generally um, get an email that says, do you want to go again? Oh. <laughs> and then and what, when you open that one, it's like, whoop, and you see oh. it and read it, you're, you're, just get kind of lightheaded. It's kind of, kind of jobs, like, oh God. What did your partner oh, say? No. Was your partner like, do it, do it? Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend's super supportive. Um, it was nice. tricky for us because uh, on this la- on my second challenge, 
We ha- we've just bought a house. We haven't been here that long. And oh, uh, congrats! Thank you, thank you. That's I'm in it right now. And um, <laughs> the day that we got the keys to the house is the day I flew to Africa. Um, so <laughs> it was. We had all of our belongings that we'd ever owned, all our furniture, all of my crap back here. All of it was in a truck out on the street. And he had to drive me to the airport, then get the keys and move all of our stuff and decorate. So oh my goodness. And he moved here from another state, uh, from Nashville. And so all of a sudden he's in a city he's never lived in, in a state he's never lived in. And I leave him for a month. And so and my, my friends, my family, my parents, everybody, people came and helped, of course. Um, oh. But uh, he's sexy, that's by the way. awesome. That's so awesome. I yeah. have checked out your social media and y'all need to make sure <laughs> that you follow Andrew because He's hot. His his um, boyfriend is hot too. I've checked out <laughs> checked out the pictures. He's laying over here he, on the couch. Right he now. he is up to par. I give you my thumb and my seal of approval because I was like, oh, check him out. Look at his outfit. And that's why I want to know how do y'all get your style? Because I have no style, and you and your boyfriend are just styling it all yes. up. Yes, not true. First of all, your shirt is cute as can be. I've been wanting to comment on that. <laughs> Thank <all> you. <laughs> I love it. I'm actually a terrible dresser, so. Um, we, okay. So this is a true story. I'm, I'm going to go to wrap up. So we have all kinds of friends here. A lot of my friends are like hunters. I have like my redneck gay friends where I like, we can go hunt and go to the lake, but then I also have my fancy gay friends and I'm not really fancy gay. So I call them the Gucci gays because I think <laughs> Gucci and Prada. And I was like, I was like, they're Gucci gays, but I'm like an old Navy gay. Like, <laughs> I, I don't have fancy clothes. So like, I have, I have two news interviews tomorrow morning and I'm already like, I don't know what I'm going to wear. I got like three t-shirts. And I, you so. always oh look goodness. good. You yes. always look good. I like the suspenders. We love you for being on the show. We thank you so much. I, I cannot wait to see it. I, I'm going to put it out there again. Very excited. On Valentine's Day, I'm going to put it out there that by the end of the next show, when they show it, I believe that Andrew is going to be a freaking legend. I just know it. He's going to make history and he's going to be a freaking legend. Hmm. Him and Chris. And it's the, we can't it's, the, wait. it's the power of both of them. And I, I believe it. I, I believe it. You made it. Did, to, yeah, I, I believe bow, it. I did bring a bow and arrow set uh, on the second challenge. And that was really fun to play with. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good. Good. I, I, I know it. All right. Well, thank you so much, <laughs> Debbie. Anything else before we go? Nope. I think we're good. Thank you awesome. so much for meeting us. It was great talking yeah, to you. Good. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. And good luck with your interviews tomorrow. And I just cannot wait. I love you. And this is Ohegnaw. And thank you again for Andrew Shea being on the show. Peace. <laughs> Peace yeah. out. Thank you so much. Y'all have a good one. Thank you for doing your Valentine's thank Day with you. us. Thank you. Happy Bye-bye. Valentine's Day yes, to you Yes, happy Valentine's Day. Bye. <laughs> Bye. You ready, Debbie? I'm ready. And thank you so much for doing this on Valentine's Day and on your anniversary. Yes, yeah. happy anniversary. Yeah, thank you, thank you. We did a dinner date night earlier, so now we're oh. home. Okay, so perfect. So a couple words in me, so I'm going to be extra sassy today. Oh, perfect. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> All right.